I was not ready for that. Uh, I wasn't ready to wake up early, commit to like 5 a.m. club, all that craziness. I was like, no way. There's, I, I just can't do it. And um, I ended up really over the past couple years, as I've been doing more coaching and really dialing things in, I realized like I need to wake up early to get everything done that I need to to win the day. So one of the cool things about early mornings is that you can do so much between 5 and 8 a.m. to get your day started where you are like high on life and you've had like three or four wins. So like my morning routine consists of uh, yoga. I do yoga almost every day. I do uh, some studies of the scriptures because I'm Christian and uh, faith is very important to me. Uh, And then I'll also read something positive or listen to like a quick positive uh, 15, 20 minute motivational thing. And then I go exercise. So I've got basically a couple different things that I'm doing depending on the day. Um, And it's about a two, two to three hour routine, including my, my workouts, um, which training for this Ironman, it's a lot more intense than normal. I'm, I'm probably putting, 10 to 20 hours a week in uh when it comes to working out with this Ironman coming up in in seven weeks yeah so it's intense let's just let's just say that I uh I took off I kind of maybe bit off a little more than I can chew with this but um I'll tell you I've had this goal of running an Ironman since I was 20 years old so over 10 years that I've wanted to do this, uh, this huge goal, I was 20 or 21 when I saw the Kona Ironman, uh, I saw the episode and I was like, whoa, that looks incredible. Like I need to do that in my life. And I committed to it when I was 21 (laughs) and it took me over 10 years to get here to actually be doing it and accomplishing the goal. So, you know, that just says something about setting a goal, staying consistent, say, staying focused on it and not giving up on what that goal is. Yeah. So it's cool. November 21st is uh, the Ironman race that I'm doing in, in Cozumel. Wow. Right around the corner, a little over a month ago, month ago. Yep. Month and a half. I haven't seen you in per- physically since uh, Day with Destiny last year at Tony and I can see the training. It's, uh, it's working, man. You look good. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, my wife says I'm a little bit skinnier now. Um, you know, it definitely is. You look, you look like lean and like, like, like a, like an athlete. You, you look great back then too. I'm not saying you look bad then, but now it's like, you definitely. No, no, I, I, it, it definitely has been a change in the past nine months. I will say that like, it's been positive in a lot of ways because you know, when you're doing a 50 or 80 or a hundred mile bike ride, it just takes a lot out of you and, you know, and then running, you know, the, the runs and the swimming, it's, it's just, it's a lot. And so uh, the training plan is pretty intense. You know, you're, you're doing sometimes two a days where you're doing a workout in the morning, a workout at night. Sometimes you're doing two workouts right on top of each other. So you do a bike ride and then a run right after. So, you know, the, the peak performance side of Ironman training is its own thing. And I've done some coaching um, on that side, on the Ironman and triathlon side, um, which has also helped me to prepare for that. So, 
know, I've invested a little bit of money in having, you know, some support there as well. And, you know, that's, that's a principle of peak performance is, you know, invest in yourself, invest in a coach, invest in, you know, training and, and different things in that area. So I, I, I'm a total believer of that, not just in your personal life, but with, with other goals that you're doing too. Yep. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Warren Buffett. I always remember that quote, right? He says the best, best investment he ever made was in himself, right? So you always want to double down on yourself and it doesn't always mean money, right? You can invest in yourself by taking care of your health. It can be invest in yourself by so many different things, right? Uh, that's cool. I want to ask you two things. One is you said, well, one is I love that you broke that down like five to eight, right? And you kind of chunk it out and you get things done. I want to ask you a couple things about that. But before that real quick, what do you, cause you said you kind of might've bitten off a, big bite to chew. And I know you can, obviously I know you can handle it. Right. But like, what do you do in those moments where it's like, holy crap. Like, I know you have a family, you have kids, you got your wife, you got your house, you just built a pool. You're still running your team at your company and you're training for the Ironman. Right. So what do you do in those moments when sometimes, I don't know if you do, right. But like, if you ever have doubt or like, man, like this is a lot, like what the F like, or if you feel overwhelmed, like what do you do to kind of push through that or, or make yourself get through that, those moments? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, meditation for me has been a huge key uh, to keeping myself grounded for the past couple years. And so I have a couple different meditations that I use uh, daily. And, and I do, and they're quick. They're five or 10 minute meditations. You don't have to sit in a dark room or in a closet for 30 minutes to meditate. Like that's, not really what meditation is about. It's more about calming down, going into a place where it's a little bit more still, a little bit more quiet and centering yourself. And so uh, whenever I have those moments where it's a little overwhelming or I'm feeling like, whoa, there's, there's just a lot that's happening, um, I'll kind of recognize that. And within the hour, no matter what I've got going on, like I'm gonna take five minutes yeah. to meditate. Yeah. And it's been a really interesting practice because like I've even realized, I've recognized that about myself. Like if I'm, if I'm feeling some type of stress or anxiety, I'll, I'll recognize that feeling and I'll say, okay, that's there within the next 60 minutes. I'm going to fit in a short meditation, which will help me to recenter work on my breath work, breathe deeply. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like, like when you think about how you feel, depending on how you're breathing. If you're, if you're very anxious, if it's shallow breaths, if you're like out of breath and you're just, you're just like, you can feel that anxiety. And for me, like I literally will slow down, breathe deeply for about 60 seconds. And it just completely changes my mental state. It's like, you know, Tony Robbins talks about this all the time, change your state. Right. How you can change your state is through through your physiology, through how your body is moving, through how your body is reacting to things. And so um, I teach this to my team too. Yeah. You know, a big, uh, a big thing that I live by is the five second rule. I don't know if you've, you've heard the five second rule, Mel Robbins. She teaches about like five, four, three, two, one, go. Do the thing. Right. Whatever it is that you're postponing or putting off, like take five seconds and I like to breathe deeply during those five seconds and then go 
do whatever, whatever it is that I, that I'm going to do. Um, one other thing that I'll share about this is life is split up into, into moments of, of boldness. Okay. When you think about your life with like the biggest things that have happened, a lot of those things happened because you did something that was bold, right? Because you went, you went out and you took a leap of faith. You went out and you took a risk. You went out and you did something that pushed you beyond your, your normal limits. And um, I don't even remember where I heard this, but years ago, this was like when I first got into sales 10 years ago, uh, I heard this, that you only need 30 seconds of courage five times a day and you will have a great life. That's great. I love that. Yeah. And the way that I use that is, you know, I, I knock doors for a living. I still knock doors as a district manager and in my own personal sales, I have a neighborhood that I work in and, and I've had dozens and dozens of people, hundreds of people that have gotten installed there through me knocking on their door. Yeah. And some days I just don't want to knock that door. Nope. I just don't. I'm not feeling it. I'm worried about rejection. I'm worried about whatever's going to happen. And I will take those 30 seconds and say, this is, this is one. Okay, this is one of my five moments of courage that I'm taking today. And I'll literally just go and, and set a timer for 30 seconds and say, I'm going to be bold for 30 seconds and do something that I'm afraid of. And it. it's not always like me knocking doors that it falls in those five times, but I actually have a, a tally counter of what my five, how many of these moments of courage that I've gone through in a day, you know, so whether it's having a tough conversation that I don't want to have, whether it's sending that email that I don't want to send or you know, helping uh, a rep that that is really struggling with something that's going on in their life, whatever it may be, where I need that boldness and I need that courage, like five moments, five 30 second moments of courage will completely change your life if you do that every day. I love that. That's such a great one. I love that. It's so true. And then you're slowly, you're just training your, your nervous system and your brain to just do that more and more, right? I love that. Very cool. Then it becomes natural. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things I want to ask you, Rebel. Before I even get to these things, I want to circle back real quick. That was from the beginning. Like, I love that you chunk out the morning for three hours, right? And I love how you break it out and you get all those things done, right? Because it is so true, right? Getting up at 5 a.m. I, I actually wake up at 5 a.m. too, and I love it. It's like you have all – I still feel like I don't have enough time sometimes, right, because I want to get so much stuff done. But it's such a great thing to get a head start, right? And then – all those things, prayer, like strengthening your faith, exercise. Uh, what else did you say you did in the morning? Uh, I forgot the other two. Maybe you said meditate? Uh, yeah, meditate and yoga. I, I do yoga daily. That's awesome. You do yoga. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah, it, and it's crazy because I actually don't stretch outside of yoga. So with my biking and running training, um, I, I don't have any real other stretching that I do other than yoga. So the yoga is enough for my body to, yeah. to do the stretching that it, that it needs five days a week. And then I have different muscle relaxers. I've got a, a massage gun that I use daily. And then I have a roller foam roller for my, like it's, I'm talking, I'm doing an hour of recovery per day around my one to two hours of working out. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because it's just when you're working out 15 hours a week, it's, it's intense. You know, you have to, take care of your body so that you don't get hurt. 
you know, yeah. one of my friends runs Ironmans and he was like, so tell me what injuries have you had? Cause he, he runs them. He's done like three or four Ironmans. And I was like, I actually haven't had any, any injuries yet, yeah. but years ago when I was training for my first marathon, I got pretty hurt because I. You're on, you're on mute. You just muted. didn't train well. I didn't do those things that I was supposed to do. I basically had, you know, just a, a poor recovery program. And because of that, I got really bad runner's knee and it completely took me out of the race. I couldn't do it. And, um, I ended up running like a, a 5k or a 10k on the race day. But, um, you know, and this, this is how crazy I am. Uh, that was in Greece that that race was in, uh, Athens, Greece. Yeah. So I, 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 I committed to this marathon while I was on a backpacking trip in Europe for two and a half months. <laughs> That's how crazy I was when I was 21, 22 years old. Like, and I realized, okay, that, that was biting off more than I could chew thinking that I could backpack Europe and also still train for a marathon, like at the same time. Yeah. But it was a good learning experience for me. And, you know, it was cool to, to be there on the day of, of that race in Athens. Uh, that was back in 2011. So pretty, pretty crazy, you know, 10, 10 years, almost full circle. Yeah. I love that. I love that you're not falling into that mindset hypnosis. So everybody just gets injured because everybody gets injured. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's clear yourself, you know, how sleep do you get every night? I'm curious. Especially now, because sleep. sleep is a big part of recovery, right? I'm curious how you, how you, how you balance it all. Six to seven hours cool. a night. Nice. Yeah, so that's, that's my norm. And, and also, um, one thing, you know, a lot of people have these watches that track everything. So, you know, mine, I have the Garmin uh, Sports Fitness Watch, which is a great watch. It tracks all my rides, all my runs, all my swims. It tracks everything. It also tracks my sleep. Nice. So, um, it's, it's an awesome, it's the Garmin Phoenix five for people that are looking for a good sport watch, but yeah. you know, it's cool cause it literally tells me how much REM sleep I'm getting, what my average is, how much sleep I'm getting per, per night and per week. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's why I, I need to be in bed by 11 o'clock, if not sooner than that. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's changing it's changing schedules. It's changing routines when you want to go for a big goal, right? Yep. Whether that's running an Ironman or doubling your income or doubling your sales in your company, like it's going to take more effort. And in order to do that, you have to make sacrifices with your schedule yep. and with everything else that's going on. Yep. Absolutely, man. Very cool. I want to ask you, well, one thing I love that you actually said you do is you notice it when you need to meditate but then you don't react and do it right away unless maybe if you can't, you do right. But I love that because most people they're like, either they can do it or they can't. It's like, Oh, or I can't do it. Like if, if they're busy working and they're like, I, I should probably meditate, but I do it. I gotta make all these calls. Forget it. I'm mean, just not, then I miss my meditation. Right. Versus like, I love that you give yourself, you have the awareness and then you're like, all right, I'll do it within the next hour. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. It also gives me time to process. So yeah. it's like, I might even be able to 
take some deep breaths to, you know, kind of relieve that anxiety or stress within that hour. So I, so I already feel a little bit better because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's like, I'm not typically having an anxious moment, like right when I'm walking into a sale, I'm in a totally different zone at that moment. So when I'm walking into a sale, I've already gone through different, you know, routines and rituals to prepare myself for that sale where mentally I'm completely focused and ready to take on that appointment. And so it's usually like, I'll have that anxious moment, like just randomly throughout the day when I'm, when I'm going through emails or, you know, in the morning when I'm doing part of my power hour, you know, going over all these different things. I'm like, Whoa, I have have a thousand things to do this week. It's like, no, you're fine. Finish what you're doing and then take a minute to relax do your meditation. So it's funny. I, I have a couple friends that we were kind of like, we do meditation together Yeah. and I can literally tell the days that they don't meditate. Yeah. I can literally tell be, like just why, just how they're talking with me, just what, what their attitude is that day. And it's like, you didn't do your meditation today, did you? <laughs> and it's just crazy, you know, and I'm not like this crazy guru who's all about like meditating and going into the mountains in Nepal or something. But I felt that it has helped me to have more stillness and a lot more uh, power personally, because I'm able to handle the stresses and the responsibilities that I have, which, you know, I, I am doing a lot of different things that are somewhat hard to manage if you aren't prepared for it. Yeah, I agree, dude, for sure. And I love your, Meditation can be so many different things to so many different people, but for me too, it's the same. It's like, it's training my brain or my mind just to stay calm and like rise above the noise when all the craziness is going on, right? So to me, it's mental mindset, emotional training, right? To not freak out if I lose a deal or if somebody does something stupid and this is like, kind of gets me into the, it slows things down for me. It's kind of like getting into the matrix a little bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies, by the way. Yeah, I watch it like a couple times a year. It's just you know, it's it's crazy. We we are all uh, victims of our own mind, right? Like we control our mind. Our mind doesn't control us. I would say, however, that ninety percent of people are kind of the opposite, where they let what's going on around them and these outside factors control their own feelings and their own mind. And so you have to learn how to have that mental acuity so that you can be in control at all times, even when life is kind of spiraling around you. Yeah, it's so true, man. Exactly. I agree. So let's shift over. I want to talk to you more about like business stuff and how you, you're a top performer, what you do, right? Within your nationwide, your company, Vivint Solar's one of the biggest solar companies out there. I don't know specifically, but I know they're definitely one of the biggest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, at, real but before we kind of dig into that, I love that you door knock, right? I did that too, and I still do it, right? And the cool thing is, dude, this is the thing most people miss, right? Everybody miss, right? Everybody, the big guy that sits down and like doesn't do, but if you look at the most successful people, like even, uh, what's his name? Sam Walton, at the end of his life, he loved like to start Walmart. He would go to retailers and like check their inventory and do all the, the grunt work, right? But even when he was in his seventies, he would still do it. Cause like literally the best in the world, dude. They don't care about the glory. They just love the process of the craft. Like, same with Steve Jobs. Like he would know 
all the little buttons inside the iPhone that he didn't need to care about at all, but he just loved what he did so much. And it was about the, the mastery of your craft. So I love that you do that, man. Like most people, they're too like proud to do that when you're like 30 or 40 or whatever. But like some of the best, even Tony, Tony loves like literally getting on the ground, doing the work and getting dirty and getting out there. So can you kind of give us more of your mindset about that? Like what, how do you, cause you don't need to, right? You're just, you're, that's what leaders do, right? Leaders lead by example and they go first. Yeah. Sorry. My, my Tesla is, uh, <laughs> Because I have I have you on the speaker system and whatnot, um, it kind of shuts off if not a lot is going on in the car. <laughs> but we're good now. <laughs> I love the uh, that's that's a, a open mirror rooftop, yeah, like a window rooftop. Yeah, it's like it's like glass. That's awesome. So it's kind of it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, this this car, by the way. Um, so for me this was one of these big goals that I set in, in front of myself uh, to, to buy a, a Tesla. And, you know, I, I made a plan. I made a business plan around it. I was very, um, I was very ambitious with my plan actually. And, you know, set this goal to, to buy my dream car really. Mm -hmm. And so now granted, I didn't need to get the one that I got. I got the one that is the P hundred D which is like the, zero to 60 in 2.4 seconds one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so, so I guess speaking about like mindset, right? So to go out and buy a hundred thousand dollar car, right? In order to do that, there has to be certain things that are, are done in order to even have that as a, a possibility in yeah. your life. Me with sales, I view it as every single day I'm competing against myself. And what I've learned over the past seven years of knocking doors is that when I'm knocking, I'm more hungry. Yeah. When I'm knocking, I'm more willing to, to be even that much better at what I do. And so it kind of like hones in this, this little sixth sense that I have yeah. where I can literally kind of read people better. I'm, I'm a lot more aware. I'm a lot more uh, confident and in the zone. I'm more focused when I'm knocking doors. Okay. And so even if, so like for instance today, today I kind of have a crazy day, didn't have a lot of time around things, I still knocked five doors. Yeah. Because even though I wasn't able to put in a full five hours knocking doors, which is about 50 doors for me, you know, I, I, I knock about 10 doors an hour is, is my average. And you know, so, so knocking 50 doors in a day, most people are like, whoa, I can't even imagine that. But the way that I've created the systems around me, it's just about setting it up in my schedule, knowing the streets that I'm going to be knocking on, having a number that I'm committed to and keeping track. Yeah. And so for me, knocking doors, it's, it's how I bought my dream car, literally. Yeah. And granted, at this time, yes, I, I do get a lot of referrals. And so a lot of my business does come from referrals. However, I still keep fresh on the doors. I still knock because it keeps me sharp yep. and it keeps me hungry because yep. when, I, when I have those five rejections in a row it's like I don't take it personally right I just know this is a part of the process right. and it is kind of cool you know having a little bit of success where it you know and granted I typically will actually park my car 
and then walk somewhere else because I don't necessarily want them to see that I drive a Tesla. But um, it's kind of nice to know in my head when someone's like, no, I don't want to do that. It's like, yeah, well, you, you don't need to. Do, like, I'm fine with that. It's like, I've got my Tesla. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes and, and I might, might, might be good for the sales. Right. Yeah. No, no. And, and, and I actually have used it on a couple different occasions just yeah. as that little extra bit, bit of credibility because right. people do want to work with other successful people. Yeah. That is, that is very true. Yeah. It's just nice that I'm not attached to any one person signing up for my product. I'm not attached to that sales process. I just know that if I am out there working, the sales are going to come. And it doesn't matter if, if 20 people say no to me or if one person says no to me, it's not going to affect my resolve and it's not going to affect my attitude about my job because because yeah. I know what it means to me and I have a lot of purpose behind what I do. And so that's all that you need. You need to have that, that purpose. Yeah, it's so true, man. I love that. I love that you keep the discipline no matter what, right? Even if it's a spot, even if it's just one, right? And it's really yeah. again, a discipline of like, just you're committed, right? Every day you got to do something. And that reminds me of the same met of a person that's fit. Like people that are work out, like I have friends that are super fit too. It's like, no matter what, they get it in. Even if it's five minutes, they'll do a hundred pushups or some squats or something just to keep that discipline going. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Daily discipline is, is key. It's yep. key to success. Yep. You know, what, what if, if, go ahead, what were you going to say? I think there's a lag time. Sorry about that. No, I want you to finish your thought because I was, I was going to kind of ask you a different question. Daily discipline, in my opinion, is the key to sales. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think that it's the most important thing in the entire sales industry because when someone is disciplined, the results aren't the, they're not the paramount of that person's you know, uh, actions, right. right? It's more when you're disciplined, you do things, even if the results aren't there. Right. Yep. And so, so, someone who's a disciplined person who wakes up at 5am every day does that not for any other reason, than he knows what the outcome is going to be yep. after he does that long enough. Yep. And so creating positive habits and positive disciplines in your life is key to success especially if you run your own business or in sales, you have to master discipline. And if you don't have discipline in your life and you want it, like for anyone that's listening to this, if you don't have discipline in, you, in your life, you can create it. It's just going to take time. There's books on it. You can read, you can learn how to create daily disciplines. Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear book. is a fantastic book. Yeah. It's a great book that talks about habits and how habits uh, are created and, you know, about really self-discipline and commitment. That's right. really what that book is all about. And so, you know, I think that that's just so huge in, in our line of work in sales is like, you need to be disciplined. Being disciplined is better than being motivated because yeah. <laughs> motivation fades. Yeah. Discipline, that stays consistent. Yeah, that's awesome. So to wrap it up, before we go, though, I want to ask you, what would you say, because you, you also lead a team too, right? So what would you say is the biggest challenge uh, I guess underperformers run into and then what's that shift they can make to get to be a top performer? Cause some people think, 
oh, I, I'm just not a good salesperson, right? And I get it. Some people are do kind of have that gift of charisma and able to con connect, but also there's so many different types of salespeople, right? I, I know some salespeople that are just like super enthusiastic and they can close any deal, but I also know people that are very calm and relaxed and they're not like that normal kind of stereotypical salesperson, but they close deals too, right? So that's, to me, that's a story, right? Anybody can get good at it. It's kind of a big challenge they usually face that and what's that little shift they can make to, to get better and become a top performer. Great question. Um, you know, one thing that I've noticed, especially with, with the lower and, and kind of middle performers in a team mm -hmm. is that there's typically more excuses holding them back yeah. than reasons pushing them forward. So, so one thing that I've seen as, as a common thread is that whenever someone is underperforming or if they're a low performer, they are always giving me the excuses of why it's not working. Right. And they're telling me this story or this story or this story. And the crazy thing is that the same excuses that they gave me are similar reasons for my top performers that are doing well. That's so funny. The yeah. Exact things, the same exact things, whether they, they just had a bunch of credit fails, right? That that's something in my business where for solar, you, you have to have good credit and pass credit. That's, that's one of our qualifications. And so I had, I had one of our low performers who was like, yeah, you know, I had six credit fails this week and it just, it's just completely eating me up. Like I'm not even able to get out and work because I'm just so terrified that I'm just going to keep getting these credit fails. And the same exact week, one of my top reps said, yeah, you know, I, I had 10 credit fails this week, but it didn't stop me. And I pushed through and now I'm at five sales for the week. Yes, yeah. And so it's, it's about the story that you're telling yourself and not believing the excuses and, and making them into reasons yep. to move forward. Yep. So it's like, if you have a big enough vision. If you have a big enough dream, if your goal is to make a million dollars in a year, and that is big enough in your life, you'll find a way to do it. Like, I truly believe that, especially if someone is capable, if they're coachable, if they're in a right opportunity for them, if they are in, you know, it doesn't always have to be right place, right time, but just a good opportunity. Like, if you have a, a really ambitious big goal, you can make that happen. Yeah. As long as you don't believe the stories of why you can't do it, as long as you don't believe the limiting beliefs that are really holding you back right. and you can focus more on where you're going, what the reasons are for why you're working so hard and doing this, this huge goal that you have, right. or, um, you know, what steps you need to take to change your current circumstances to make them different. Right. I love that, man. It's so funny. Same circumstance, but one uses it against them. The other one uses it for them. It's kind of like turning the objections like when, when I'm working with clients, right? Um, I don't like the word closing, right? But you want to use the objection instead of not to do it, to actually go out and get more results and do more and level it up. Yep, exactly. That's awesome, man. How can people connect with you if they have any questions about, they want to get, maybe, I know you don't do sales coaching, right? But anybody have questions about sales or even anybody that wants solar, right? If anybody wants to get solar for their homes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just, you know, uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, is, is probably a, a great way to start. And, um, you know, when it comes to, it's funny because, you know, as a sales manager, uh, in, in 
one of the top offices in the company, um, I I do give a lot of sales advice and, you know, some, some sales, you know, coaching here and there. And so if people want to reach out to me, I'm totally happy uh, to to do that. And, you know, to kind of at least open that door, but it's funny because one thing that I've learned from Tony Robbins is the more you give, the more you get. And so every single conversation that I have with someone, whether it's just helping them with some sales techniques or giving them a couple book recommendations of where to go to, you know, hone their skills and sharpen the saw, uh, whether it's just that or just a, a quick, you know, connection that I can be a motivating source in their life. Like I know that the more I give, the more I'm going to receive. Yeah. And, and I truly believe that principle in life. And so, you know, anyone, I'm totally happy for people to reach out to me and connect um, because we're all, we're all on this journey together, right? It's like, you know, life is, uh, it's, it's full of color. I, I believe life isn't black and white. It's full of color in between. And, you know, everyone needs somebody, you know, and, and uh, we need each other, you know, in this journey of life. Yep. We're all, we're all on the Iron Man of life. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the truth. So, man, well, thanks so much, bro. I appreciate you sharing all your wisdom and your insights and your strategies. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I, I hope that you know all of our listeners uh, got something from this this conversation, and and I was super super stoked to be on. Absolutely, man. I, I got a, a lot of great things. I love the what you said. Moments of boldness, thirty seconds of courage, five times a day. Those are huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Thank you, my man. I'll catch you later. Yep. Thank you. Have a great day.